0: Hey, welcome to Roots,
1: the Unseen Life,
0: brought to you by Spindrift. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> you wish.
0: Um, yeah, brought to you by Dwayne and Jennifer Roberts. Yeah. Right? Right. Thank yeah. Thank you. I love it. It's great to be with you this fine day. Uh,
1: as, as it is with you, darling.
0: Yeah. I just uh, want you guys to know that I'm talking to a
1: author, right? <laughs> international author, Dwayne. <laughs> yes. Don't international
0: forget that. author. Yeah. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, crazy 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 2020 what the heck life is crazy but um uh I just want to we're gonna take and dedicate this podcast to (laughs) Jennifer's book that's coming out in English uh right Jennifer yeah
1: and what's my book name
0: so um it's the first time promoing something yes first of all though I want to just let you guys know that I am now um, having to be a little bit more professional in this podcast because you're an author.
1: Oh, right, good point.
0: And, the, and now I've got to, you know, respect you a little bit more, right. stuff like that. Right,
1: right. Well, I was already an author in Brazil, so now it's just an author.
0: Yeah, because well, you're the you know the podcast we do in Portuguese, right? Right,
1: right. <laughs> that one. So now I, to my English-speaking yeah, exactly. audience, exactly.
0: Yes, thank you, Jennifer. Now you, now you got it.
1: Right, so you're right, honey. You should really, I don't know, kind of bow a little lower when I walk in the room, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly, Byron. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited, Jennifer. Um, Jennifer wrote a book, and it was, uh, it's been released in Portuguese, and so we've just been slowly working on it, and now it's kind of leading up. So it's this is kind of like a coming soon we have a book coming out and it's kind of a big deal because this would be a message that's really important to you
1: yes definitely it's it's a message that not only is it important to me but it's taken years to be formed in me okay and so I'm I'm excited and also nervous if I'm honest totally just because there's so much of my story told through the book it's it's pretty vulnerable and candid and personal and so it, it's it's weird that people who don't know me will read things and they they may not have a context, you know totally, what I mean? Totally. Without relationships. So there's always a risk, I think, in in putting yourself out there.
0: Yeah. And, I can um, imagine.
1: But you're nice. You're gonna be with me, right?
0: Am I in the book? I can't remember.
1: I mentioned you a time or two. What negatively. No. It's
0: <laughs> normal. So Jennifer
1: <laughs> Bing. I, hold Hold I feel like you're showing off because you can roll your R's.
0: No, it's just me trying to do a drum roll.
1: Okay, I like that because I can't roll my R's. Okay.
0: So.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like Title it. Title of the book is The Journey.
0: And let's uh, just uh, talk it to me first of all before we even go into it because you guys, I, I love the cover of the book. Uh huh. And so just talk about the cover for a second Yeah, and kind of what happened with that.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because um, we were in Brazil and and there was a graphic company or whatever they're called, media company, whatever, you know, that presented several options. And I didn't like any of them. They were good designs, but it wasn't what I wanted because I, I really care about the content of... This book, its a lot of it is um, talking about the Song of Solomon. And I didn't want it to be girly. I wanted it to be neutral. Because so, I think both men and women can find truths in the Song of Solomon. I mean,
0: there's so many books out there, and they're flowery, girly. Yes. Around the topic of Song of Solomon. And I think that misrepresents the book.
1: Right. Yeah. And so, the, you know, the first cover, it was very feminine. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. And I, I gave the heart behind what I wanted. Dah, dah, dah. So they, they sent back a picture. It's just simply muddy work boots. And I, I went, yes, that's it. But more than yes, that's it. Several years ago, I had had an encounter with the Lord when I was running late to um, co-lead a prayer meeting. Mike Bickle was the prayer leader, and I was the assistant, and I'm late. Already that's a no-no, you, you should never be late.
0: In Mike Bickle's world. In Mike Bickle's
1: <laughs> world, for sure. I love that. And I've got two little people to get ready, even just to get out the door is just, you know, aerobic. And so um, I'm running late, and I'm, I'm, I'm having a bad mom moment, I mean I'm raising my voice, you know that that's sanitizing it honestly. I, I I was yelling and and I was just steeped in shame. I'm on my way to a prayer meeting and I'm yelling at my children. You know I just feel like a hypocrite. Like oh my gosh. And so get to the prayer meeting, my pulse is up. I feel terrible that I'm late. I've yelled at my children. I shouldn't be in a prayer meeting. I shouldn't be leading a prayer meeting like I just should quit. You know, that's, that's the weight of, I'm feeling. And I walk in, I go, oh, Lord, here I am, help me. And um, I'm just kind of saying, I'm so sorry, I'm just this awful person, you know, kind of going through that whole thing. When I have a vision, and in the vision, I see the Lord seated on his throne, and I see um, the to get to him is like a really dazzling white carpet. It's just the type of carpet you, you don't step on. Yeah. You, don't, you don't even want to put socks on it, let alone any kind of shoes. And I, I see him, and he says, draw near to me in your time of need. I'm like, no, I'm a jerk. I'm a loser. And he's like, no, come, come, draw near to me. And I, I look down, and I have dirty work boots on, the exact same boots that are on the cover of my book. This mm. guy didn't know that story. Totally. He had no, no way. idea. No way. And so in, in the encounter with the Lord, I look down, I see the dirty boots. I'm like, no way. I mean, look, at it's clean and perfect and pristine and I'm a mess. I am going to mess it up here. And and I'm like, I'm going to get the carpet dirty. And the Lord says, I clean the carpet, come. Wow. And I thought, you know what? If he's the one calling a girl with dirty feet into this holy of holy place, then it's his fault for calling me. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. And he's the one that the cleans the carpet. So even from the book cover through the content, there in even for me, there's just a message in it. Wow. There's, you know, we present ourselves before the Lord and he does the rest. Amen. And so, yeah, I just, I love that. So when I saw those boots presented like hey how about this as a cover it was the lord speaking to me again hey i've been on this journey with you yeah amen. yeah i'm here i'm still here and he's still going to be here so it was touching for me it's personal
0: amen so um so the book is about your life, or is it about the book of Song of Solomon? It's both. Okay.
1: It's not a commentary on Song of Solomon by any means. There's tons of bits I leave out, and I don't claim to be an expert. I claim to love the book, and yeah. I've read a lot, and I've studied a lot, but I am not, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a commentary writer. Sure. So it's me writing my thoughts about the Song of Solomon as I have— gotten revelation of as I've walked through my own life and went, oh, that's what that's talking about in yeah, that yeah, yeah. in that section does totally. that make sense yeah,
0: absolutely and then um talk to us about i mean I've got some thoughts first of all on on the book from a man's perspective yeah. but what what is the book of song of Solomon about well, because it's got perverted flowerly language <laughs> in it. it's embarrassing
1: hide your eyes hide your eyes
0: 12 year olds read it and blush right so
1: you still blush
0: <laughs> so flush it out a little bit mm-hmm. what is the book about what's the purpose of the book
1: yeah well um two things first of all it It's a real love story between Solomon and one of his wives. He wrote a thousand and five songs. This is a song, basically, and it was written for a a a woman that a Shulamite. She was from the area of Shernem, or I can't, I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. You know, and um, so it's a natural love story, true. Characters true, everything. It's a book about married love. And we just see the value even that God has on marriage. And then when he himself uses marriage as a metaphor between us and him, we have a deeper understanding of what it's referring to. And but even um even the in the natural love story, there are aspects where The the author is using cultural language that made sense at the time. And so like when I was in junior high, when I thought a guy was good looking, um, my friends and I would call him a fox. Right. It's not really, no one really uses that term today. But if I'd written a book about, hey, I just saw a real fox at the mall, everyone in that time frame would totally know what I was saying. Yeah. Today, not so much. Right, and so there's that kind of understanding in the natural love story that there's there's meaning that we don't understand today because we're not in that cultural context.
0: But I would like to ask you, what would the fox say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> da 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 Oh, that's good, Dwayne. Thank you. Uh huh. What would the fox say? So
0: that language is so, but within that language, how sh- how do you have you interpreted the book then?
1: So. From the perspective now an alternate perspective, which actually has been true historically for for centuries, is that it's God's heart for his people. Yeah. That it's a the the bridegroom God and we the body, his body, his bride that he's coming back for. It's the story of us growing into mature love. It's the story of preparation. It's the story of preparation. And I, I find safety in that this isn't just something I came up with. This isn't just a new twist and a turn. This is this didn't originate with Mike Bickle, the director of International House of Prayer. Like I was reading, you know, I read you that quote today yeah. from Charles Spurgeon, who says, you know, for for certain books, for doctrine, for teaching, for, you know, instruction, I go to these books, but for communion, I go to the Song of Solomon. And then he even goes on to say, the closer you are to heaven, the dearer that book becomes to you. And so, you know, John and Charles, Wesley, I mean, there's just a lot of spiritual greats that found the beauty in the Song of Solomon of God's heart towards us. Yeah. And I, I, there are times I say, God, why, why is it here in that context? Like, it, it's kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. There's a level of humility you have to approach the book with because some of the language is goofy. Mm-hmm. And it's – but then when you begin to understand a deeper meaning, even behind the poetic language, it's very touching. Yeah. And, you know, I think about, you know, if if someone were to walk up and hand me a ring, I would be excited. That would be fun. Totally. But if I were to walk outside my house and see something sparkling underneath the bush and I dig it out and it's a ring, I found a ring, Mm -hmm. I found a jewel, I found a treasure I approach it or I talk about it differently than someone who just gave me a ring. Totally. And I, I look at Song of Solomon like that. There's, there's something to be mined. There's something to be discovered. And when you discover, you own it and it's precious to you.
0: No, amen. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I,
1: well, I know it makes sense because this book has impacted you.
0: This book, and so I'll just give you my thoughts because when, when I first read it and heard teaching on it, I, I actually, it confused me. I couldn't quite like get the, get what it was talking about in the context of you know, and how do you interpret it? How you walk it out? And so, as a man, you approach this book. It, it's 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 very flowering in its language, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and for a while, it really took time for me to 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 figure out how to interpret it and then how to apply it. Yeah, but I think. You know, looking at this book with the title of your book, mm-hmm. Song of Solomon, with your title, the idea of journey, I think yeah. it really has helped me understand that, um, you know, and so if you're a young adult, there's some years ahead, and maybe you're even there now of pain yeah, in your faith, yeah. in your walk. Um, there's relationships in the faith, either in the church or with fellow believers that they're just hurtful and so all of these journeys in life the the successes the failures the confrontation of my Mm -hmm, fears mm -hmm. I have found a a map of where God is taking me and what he wants me to produce it's excellent Dwayne and so she wrote a book on this whoa I might call it the journey (laughs) (laughs) two. yeah the journey to um but it, it has significantly helped form my, the vision for my life and yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. And that has been super, super helpful.
1: Yeah. And so let me just give a, a little illustration, even from Song of Solomon. So Song of Solomon 4.9. It says, you've ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. You've ravished my heart with one look of your eyes. So this
0: with, is coming from God.
1: This is coming from God with one link of your necklace.
0: From the bridegroom.
1: So, yeah. So I was just studying that like, what? Who, how is it that God is ravished over me? Right. It, it seemed criminal. It seemed not right. It What? Yeah. How, how is it God can feel that level of emotion for me? Totally. Is that okay? Totally. And at first it was offensive to me. My response was shame. Don't love me like that. Yeah. And the other response was, are you so emotional that you could become irrational? Wow. And, and, and he's not. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's not evil and he isn't going to fly off the handle. So it's it's that the intensity of the emotion of love, God is love, and now it's pointed like a cannon at me, mm. or at you, humanity. And there was fullness of joy in the Trinity. I was created as a love child, not because God was lonely and needed me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, You go okay so where is this where's this in the bible where's the intensity of this love well it's it's everywhere like even if you don't want to look at song of solomon as god's heart for us fine rip it out you can't get away from it yes it it, it, jeremiah you know isaiah you know isaiah talks a lot about the bridegroom god and and then the Lord even had um, uh, Hosea, yeah, I'm like losing the Bible, guys, marry a prostitute to display his heart for his people and how he felt like they were choosing another love over him. And he gave such a graphic, earthy illustration to say, this is how I feel, you guys. So, hey, Hosea, I'm going to have you marry a prostitute. She, You're going to love her. And she is going to be unfaithful to you. And you're going to know what my broken heart feels like. You know what I mean? Like It's hard to imagine God like that. Yes. But it's beautiful. And he's in love with us. So he looks at you and he says, you've ravished my heart. You've conquered me, overwhelmed me, filled me with intense pleasure and delight. You're like, what? That causes me to want to love him back with my whole heart. I don't want to mess around. No, I, amen. Like, oh, you're God. Well, when we you f- get everything
0: when we find out that the eternal God, yeah. When I talk to him, yes. he, he leans in. Yeah, that's and that's I crazy. move his heart. Yes, and so I think so many of us have a theology that he, God is detached, yeah. and distant. Yes, I did, and it is just not true.
1: Yes, and. Detached and distant or will become detached and distant the first time you make a mistake. Right. Like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go find someone else. And that's just not who he is. And there's something beautiful about finding God in the messy.
0: Yes. And when you find God in the messy, when you find God in every single season. Yes that is an opportunity for him to reveal something new to you. yeah. And that to me is very, very powerful and very, very transformative.
1: Absolutely. He becomes your ally there.
0: Yes. So I would like to, um, so we've talked a little bit about the book being a a roadmap. It's Mm -hmm. the journey. Mm -hmm. And so I first, like one of the things that I just don't know if we fully grasp the the commitment that God has to the first commandment. Yeah. And I've mentioned this I think in a couple other podcasts, but we have this idea that our calling, our destiny, our prophetic call is is the focus of our life. Uh-huh. And to understand that, God doesn't really need your teaching, my teaching, mm-hmm. my leadership, mm-hmm. your leadership. He God doesn't really need that. Mm-hmm. I feel in some ways He goes, no, Dwayne, I actually get excited about working with you and mm-hmm. using you. Mm-hmm. But really, this life is about you being prepared to stand before the Lord in love with her, yeah. the Trinity. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And God's really committed to that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the book of Song of Solomon, it is helping us navigate every season and gives us a lot of different examples of seasons in our lives to produce love at the deepest level of our hearts. Yes. Jennifer, is that accurate? Oh,
1: Dwayne, that is so accurate. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so easy to to focus on our calling. What's my calling? What's my calling? What's my calling?
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's so much of our focus.
1: And it, it's really kind of a Western mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think does the 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 girl in India who's a believer born into the lowest caste does she even get to ask the question of what is my calling uh-huh she doesn't have choices right So her calling is the true calling to love the Lord her God with all of her heart mind soul and strength in
0: every circumstance
1: in every circumstance and yeah. to love her neighbor as herself yes we can reduce God's will to that yes and when we reduce God's will to that, everything becomes an opportunity to love mm-hmm. i mean we can love them in every season and i can learn to love when i'm mistreated i can learn to love when i'm in a season of favor i can learn to love when i'm on a platform or when i'm changing diapers and there's something beautiful about the ways of god and he uses every opportunity you know colossians 3:23. whatever you do do with all your heart as unto the Lord, knowing you'll receive a reward. Right. So everything becomes a holy opportunity to have love, you know, be be produced in us for Jesus and love for others. And I love that. It I mean, works.
0: I mean, there's so many forces that are shaping our end goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I'm just, there's so many forces in yeah. culture in society, in our family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the church yeah. that are calling us what to aim for. Right. And I, I, I'm I, just being honest, I don't hear many calling us to actually the biblical approach to success. Uh-huh. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And so in the journey of understanding biblical success, there are some significant milestones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I believe the Song of Solomon... Actually highlights yeah. in some of those major kind of key breakthrough moments yep. that help shift our our perspective. Yep. They help shift. They turn like this is oh my gosh! I've got a breakthrough here. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I would say one of the major breakthroughs that I got from the book would actually be um, chapter one verse five. Yeah. It was a it was a pretty significant aha moment for me. Yeah. And so. It is basically this idea: I'm dark, but I'm lovely. So that's the statement that this young bride makes. Yeah. This young Shulamite, and and Solomon kind of highlights like the tents of Kedar, mm-hmm. and those tents were made out of um, black, black goat black skin. Black goat mm-hmm. skin, and then she goes, well, I can't remember. Is it the or curtains? The yeah, the Solomon's dark, curtains. Dark
1: like the tents of Kedar, yeah. or so it's super dark. Yeah, and um. And, and bright white, lovely as the curtains of Solomon, which were dazzling, beautiful white curtains in the temple.
0: And so the contrast, she's trying to, she goes, here's how I feel. Yes. And here's how I observe myself. Yes. But the truth is he finds me and his perspective is different than mine. Yes. And so flush that out from a bl- biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do the dark and then you do the lovely. Yeah. But in the darkness, one of the surprises, I think, of a specifically a new believer, but not only a new believer, is we are continually confronted with our journey of sanctification. Yes. We're continually confronted with our weakness, mm-hmm. our propensity to reach for darkness, to live in sin. Mm-hmm. To pursue sin, to give into temptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And often we're shocked that we're here again. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's very much part of our journey. Yeah. And so I think that's her testimony. I'm dark. I I know my my sin. I know my failures. They're continually in front of me. And that's that's a challenge for her.
1: Right. It's a challenge because often when you see that state. Because we we understand we see that state when we get saved. Yes. But then after we get saved, yes, we are not expecting we're gonna see those things anymore.
0: Right, right, And then
1: oh no, there it is. Yes. And it's it would be easy to stop right there and just cover yourself in shame. And I feel like many people do.
0: Many people just live there. They just perpetually. live there. Yes.
1: There's there it's enough for them. They they know they're not going to hell. Yes. That's enough. Yeah. But to actually feel like a sincere believer that God enjoys, they've given up on that. And so it's that dark, yeah, I'm dark.
0: And so what's the lovely part that she's touching there?
1: The lovely part is the finished work of the cross. It's the, we have the gift of righteousness. It's been given to us. It's not born of us. It's not It's not something we made. It's, it's the way that he made. And yes, I'm dark, yeah, I messed up, you know it's like the my legal position in Christ is I'm complete in him I'm righteous I'm holy but my living condition my the process of sanctification is I still see the mess yeah. so it doesn't change legally but now I walk out and apply what's already been finished, but I walk it out on a daily basis. Does Mm, that make sense? Totally, totally. And so when I understand that God died for my past, present, and future sin, that the time I feel him, like have an experience of, oh, he loves me so much, I love it, I love it, I love it, and then the next day I do something ridiculous, I used to think God was surprised. Right. And then I realized he's not surprised. Totally. He loves me and made a way for that. And the 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 tricky part is I don't know what people are hearing mm-hmm. because it's very important that people hear clearly through the lens of the fear of the Lord. Right. Like right. Yes, he does love you and we come low and we repent, we get restored. But if you think that this extravagant love becomes a license for you to run around and live recklessly without remorse and don't repent anymore, you're deceived. Right. And so, because I, There's been that problem where people have misunderstood what's being said here.
0: Totally. They're going, it's okay that I live in darkness because God always thinks I'm lovely.
1: And it's like, no, uh -uh." uh-uh. Absolutely. And so this is becoming mature, getting out of that place of stuck in my sin. And I think of James 1, you know, blessed are you when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith produces endurance. Yeah. When I fall into a trial, I didn't see it coming. I didn't know it was there. Right, right. Now what do I do? Do I stay there? No. And, And so this is that. This is get up, get out, believe, present yourself as alive in God, you're no longer a slave to sin you're a slave to righteousness and believe the truth about who you are and if you mess up tomorrow you get up you repent you shake it off you shake off the sin that so easily entangles and you run the race marked out for you
0: well i think that that how that even verse applies to me is i did not know the delight of god yeah and this was revolution. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm not using that word lightly. It was a revolution for me. Yeah. Because I had really been in an environment of ministry, church, etc., where my service was was really important.
1: It was our, our identity in many ways. Yeah. What we did for him was the total of who we were.
0: And so to find out that that even in my sin... God's heart and affections were upon me. And a revolution, I mean, just what added to this whole revolution for me was the idea of having children. And I looked at my kids with great love and affection and understood that at two years old, this behavior was acceptable for a two-year-old, even though though it was wrong.
1: Right. There's age-appropriate maturity. There's age-appropriate
0: maturity. And so... That does not define my 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 daughter or my son the two years old this this is the going to define them the rest right. of their life right yet in their in their 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 ima- developing in, in their process. developing process and when they make bad decisions I as a father understand that and I still have great love for them yeah And so just some of that was so revolutionary for me.
1: Yeah. To be enjoyed in your weakness.
0: To go, God going, no, Dwayne, I see it. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I chose you when you were in your sin. Yeah. I chose you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your ability to clean yourself up. Yeah. This is the gift of righteousness that you're talking about. What's another part of the book that was just kind of, I mean, that's a, a shift or a, you know it was like an aha moment for you in your journey
1: mm. oh there's so many but you know I think probably maybe song of psalm 8 five through seven is a pretty um common one where people hear it you know um who is this coming up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved and, and we like that you know what I mean it so what is that it, well it's it's Who is this coming up from the wilderness? It's drawing attention to the journey that we've been on. And I I think of our life on earth is the wilderness and she's overcome it. Who is this coming up out of the wilderness? So I think of this as a believer towards the end of their journey and they're, they're still leaning on their beloved and and there and when you're leaning on your beloved you're rooted in intimacy you're you're hearing his heart because your proximity is to his heart you're leaning on him you're hearing his heart you're feeling his breath you're seeing what he see, sees so you have his vantage point you're stepping where he steps mm. so you're in obedience yeah. you're going where he goes he's leading you're following so there it's a beautiful picture to me and it's, it's the opposite of I'm leaning on my own gifts. I'm leaning on my, my calling. I'm leaning on my resources. Nope. It's in all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. And lean not on your own understanding. It's not about me. It's about him. Amen. And there's something so beautiful about our voluntary love for Jesus. I've never seen him. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. And the Lord says, I'm blessed because of that. Yes. And I, I, I think we underestimate the the impact that our love has on God. I know what his love does to me, but we forget we actually impact his heart too.
0: Which is an insane thought.
1: Insane. And, and so, you know, and then it goes on, verse 6, set me as a seal upon your heart. This is us asking the Lord to seal us. He doesn't need me to seal him. Mm -hmm. I need him to seal my heart. So the seal upon my heart, my emotions, my love, my affection. And I I think about the time frame that this was written, you know, there was no email, there was no um, Amazon, there was no anything, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So in order for a king to send a document And it would be verified. You know, there's no um, notaries. They would, you know, he'd pour hot wax. We've seen it. And his signet ring would press down on the envelope and seal it. And that was his seal. And if that document was delivered and the seal was broken and it arrived to the person it was supposed to arrive to and the seal had been broken, it was considered punishable by death. I mean it was the seal was serious. Mm. This was an official document by a king. Mm-hmm. And so King Jesus is sealing our hearts here. Amen. We're asking him to seal our heart. So set me as a seal upon your heart, a seal upon your arm. Your arm is, is that thing we give our hands to, our labor, our work. And so, oh, God, put your seal upon what I lay my hands to. Let me not have a divided heart. Amen. Let me not have a, a church life and a work life. Yes. Let everything be holy to you. Yes. And then, th- you know, this is a part we all love. Um, for lo- you know, love is as strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as grave. It's flames are flames of fire, most vehement flame. Many waters c- cannot quench love. Well, water puts out fire. Mm-hmm. This, so what they're talking about here, and some versions say the living flame of, of God, it's his love. He's the living flame. So this is supernatural. So in this, I am saying God, Keep my love alive for you no matter what. No matter what flood, what difficulty, what trial, what temptation, what pressure, what trauma, what tragedy, what joy, what anything. You supernaturally maintain my love. Amen. Because water does put out fire. Yeah. But this kind of fire is maintained by God.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: And it's beautiful. Beautiful. And so I rest. And I remember reading this, praying it, meditating, going, oh, yeah, it's your commitment to me, not my commitment to you. Amen. It's his strength, the firstborn from the dead, the one that endured the cross and didn't give up and then died and then rose again. He's on my side. Oh, I mean, I can rest in that. It's huge that he's committed to my end. He's committed to maintaining my love. I love that.
0: So um, what's your heart in writing the book? What is your hope that people will take away from writing the book?
1: My hope is that people will grow confident in the love of God. That yes, you're weak. Yeah, you mess up sometimes. And Um, immaturity doesn't equal rebellion. Mm -hmm. It's just a growth stage. I mean, there are times I look back and I I cringe over the things I thought, the things I said, and the things I did. (laughs) But that was where I was at then. Totally. And so now I'm in a different season, and I look back and cringe now, but probably fast forward 10 years, I'll look back and cringe at who I am today. You know what I mean? And so knowing that you're enjoyed in every season that you're in, And that God is using everything to produce depth of love for Him. And that allowed me to have a level of embracing of sovereignty in my life. Like, okay, God, you got this. Because I was that young girl, you know, went to the mission field, pocket full of prophetic promises, excited to conquer the world, thought I'd probably be martyred and, you know, the the great heroes of the faith, I was gonna be one of them. There were there would be books written about me, you know, that kind of thing. And then life was just more normal than I thought it would be. And I didn't expect it to be filled with mundane. Okay. And when I was able to find God in the mundane and I realized this is how he counts me worthy of his calling step by step, choice by choice, totally. being faithful every day, all day, yep. those kinds of things. That's how you become great in God. Totally. It's not just mountaintop. It's mainly valley moments. And then you look back and you see what the Lord's done. Amen. And it's beautiful. Totally. And so enabling people to see the vantage point of God that He's producing depth of love, and he's with us in every season, and approach him with confidence. Mm. I, I want people to find that God is more loving than they've ever known, and they can fully open the door of their heart and let him into the messy.
0: Amen. So... Um the book's coming out soon in English. We're just going to push it through Amazon, mostly for the English speakers. So you guys go to Amazon.com. I don't know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> but uh, for those in Brazil, fhop.com. You can go there. It's in the bookstore in Portuguese. And uh, you can get it there. And I, I'm so excited about this. I feel like, um, you know, as an observer of Jennifer, who's gone after this book, who's taught this book many times, the book of Song of Solomon, I think it's it's... Um, this is coming from a deep well, and I really believe that this book has real potential to really, really help that you navigate. And, uh, and so amazon.com, and we're going to just do it through there a couple other sites, but Amazon's the easiest for you guys to go to. And, uh, so be watching for it. We'll announce it. We'll let you guys know it's out. And then also, I just want to, we're excited about this podcast and, yeah and there was a part where i feel like the lord put this on our hearts actually and so this is not something that um we just kind of hey what how about doing this it's actually something the lord put on our hearts and there's a realm we're going to start pushing and just let you guys know there's a way even for you guys to jump in and partner with us you know if even it's a buck a month or 10 bucks a month or a um, thousand or a thousand bucks a month um but just it'll help us with some of the costs we're actually wanting to upgrade some things we're actually wanting to take this a little bit farther We want to encourage you, you can go check us out a lot on dwayneandjennifer.com. Go there, um, sign up for, um, we send out a weekly newsletter and weekly email with all the different stuff, some blogs in there and all sorts of different stuff. So you guys want to go check that out. And there's a couple areas where we're wanting to upgrade things and stuff. And just as we slowly move this forward, uh, love for you guys to jump in, even partner with us in a monthly way. But, um, again, fhop.com for Brasileiros. And then for all the English speakers, Amazon, coming for the book. And, uh, Janithor, any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, Closing thoughts are buy the book, buy it in multiples, and give it away for Christmas gifts and stocking stuffers. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Love you guys to all. And uh,
1: until next time. Until
0: next time. Até mais. Até mais. Ciao, ciao.